I've always been passionate about evangelism. I shared my faith for the first time whenever I was 12, mm. and I just continued to do that. And um, and I started teaching my friends. They started sharing the gospel, that whole thing. And so I feel like first priority is just like a really smooth transition into that because I've already been able to build so many relationships. And then this is just a cool way to even make the evangelism that I've been teaching even more practical of like, hey, this is when you're going to do it in your school. Like these are the opportunities and just creating those spaces for the students that I've known. I'm really excited about. So working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Welcome everybody back to the podcast. My name is Steve Cherico and you will see that Brad Skelling is not here. Yes. I know for all of you that are our regulars and our three people that watch the vidcast, that is good for you, right? Your screen is so much better. No, in all seriousness, I've got a friend who I've known, gosh, I've known you a couple years uh, in the first party world. And so want to introduce Jenna and have a little conversation with her today. Jenna is coming on staff at one of our districts and I won't take any of that thunder from her, but welcome. Yeah. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having so me. So glad to spend the last couple days in and out, right? I wasn't always there, but I'm glad you went through training this week. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about who you are mm -hmm. and how you got here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Jenna. I um, got involved with First Priority. Um, I don't know. I think I was 12 whenever I came to I, You were pretty, conference. you were pretty young. Yes. Yeah. Because um, my uncle and dad have been involved. And so, um, and I was always passionate about evangelism, even in middle and high school. So um, just was like, all about that but first priority wasn't in my area and i was homeschooled so i go. was not in a club myself but um always loved what first priority was doing and then whenever it came to kansas city last year i was finishing up my last year of high school so i just graduated in may congratulations Thank you. that's great yeah and then um got the opportunity to become a coordinator in kansas city and i was like yeah let's do it <laughs> so my first full-time hire in nashville as a chapter was a young man who grew up in my youth group. His name's Justin. He's out of Cincinnati. What's up, Justin? And uh, he was a homeschool young man who came through the youth group. And when I started serving at a first party club, 2001-ish, mm -hmm. yeah. maybe three, he started helping me. So he was like, I don't have a school I can go to. I got tons of friends in youth group. I got tons of friends that are all, but so he got involved here or there when he could. Yeah. That came back around. And so my first full-time hire where I brought somebody on was him. That's and he was like, dude, I've never actually, like, I'm just called to it. Like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, all right. So you have family. You talked about your dad for a moment being involved. Yes. Um, mom. Yep. Yeah. So my mom, um, she stayed at home with us, homeschooled us all the way through. And so um, my sisters are younger than me. So they're still um, Jessica's going into her first year of high school, going to be a freshman. And then Joanna is going into middle school. Are you guys close? We are. Yeah. Growing up, like being homeschooled, spending lots of time together. My mom like was always taking us to do things. So we became each other's like best friends. And now that Jessica's getting a little bit older, too, like that age gap doesn't seem as big. So. So you're driving, I'm sure. Is she driving yet? She's not. No, she's 14. There so. you go. Yeah. Some of the states that are involved in FP, you can drive at 14. It's kind of crazy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was asking. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit about your journey because there's an app thing going on in your life. There's right. this call to evangelism for you. So walk us through your kind of working towards, I think my first big step out of school is going to be to jump as a coordinator at KC First Priority. Yeah. So like I was saying, I've always been passionate about evangelism. I shared my faith for the first time whenever I was 12 mm. and I just continued to do that. And, um, 
my uncle came up with this app, my share pal to be able to help um, people share their faith um, and help churches be able to like keep track of like what's going on with Mm -hmm. um, just their ministry and know who's sharing the gospel and things like that. And so I started sharing my faith with that and I started teaching my friends. They started sharing the gospel, that whole thing. And so then um, a little over a year ago, they hired me, my share pal did to work like part time since I was still in school. Yeah, sure. Um, And I was able to start like connecting with different pastors and ministry leaders to help them implement a system of evangelism into their ministry. And then I would like speak at different churches and youth groups to like um, just encourage them and help them um, figure out how to do that. And so, um, yeah, I've been doing that for like over a year now, connecting with a lot of pastors in my area and stuff like that. So I feel like first priority is just like a really smooth transition into that because I've already been able to build so many relationships. And then this is just a cool way to even make the evangelism that I've been teaching even more practical of like, hey, this is when you're going to do it in your school. Like these are the opportunities and just creating those spaces for the students that I've known I'm really excited about. So that's great. Walk me through being a 14 year old Mm -hmm. who says I'm passionate about the gospel. You're not unique in that. Fortunately, through first part, we run into that all the time. Right. Right. But walk me through that moment where you realize, oh, my story and that story in Jesus, like, I, I don't need to just grow in it. Mm-hmm. I've actually got to go ahead and um, take action with it. Yeah. Like, w- walk me through that for you. Yeah, kind of that moment for me was um, I was getting ready to go to my first, like, youth camp. Um, and a week before we left, I, like, sat down with a group of girls that I was going to be rooming with. And just classic, like, pre-church camp moment. Like, everyone share your story. You know, we're going to be rooming with each other for a week. And it gets to one girl, and she was like, I'm growing up in a Christian home, but I'm choosing to not follow Jesus, sure. that whole thing. And so, um, and I, it was the first time where, like, the Holy Spirit was like, you need to share the gospel with her. Yeah. Like, I never had that feeling before, um, and it had never been so clear before, but I didn't know how. And so I went home. My dad taught me how to share the gospel. And at camp, shared my faith with her. Mm-hmm. She gave her life to Christ. And that was just, like, when I was like, okay, like, this is yeah. what it's all about, you yeah. know. And so continued to do that. And, you know, like in middle school, high school, I was able to share my faith over a hundred times and, you know, lead um, a bunch of my peers to Christ, which was really cool. And what is another reason why I love first priority. And so I think because I was able to do that. um, And then I was also able to like train my friends on how to do that too. It just brought a new like realization of purpose and seeing so many people my age not understanding what purpose is and not knowing their identity. What am I even called to do? Like knowing that I found that at 12, I was like, I gotta continue to do this. So it's great. So like it or not, you're young. Mm -hmm. You will only be young for a short time. So love it, right? Embrace it. (laughs) But that's going to come with some people that are going to ask some questions on how are you as a 17 turning 18 year old, how are you going to help my students? Right. What, what goes on in your mind when you think about people that question that? What, and, and, and it's even fair to say unfairly question that, right? So what goes in your mind? What are you what are you going to be able to respond to them and say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't about age. This is about what I'm called to. Yeah, well, I mean, I think at 1 Timothy 4.12, like, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but yeah. be an example to all believers, right? And so knowing that for myself, also to those youth pastors, if they were to say that, I haven't had that happen yet, but if they were, it's like, well, you're supposed to be training up the youth to be able to, like, you're not going to be doing this forever, you know? Like, yeah, this, this is the next generation who's going to be doing this. And good. so if you're not giving them an opportunity until you're gone, then they're not going to know what to do when it's time. And so really just helping them see, like, because, you know, a lot of times you go to youth group, you listen, you learn things, but, okay, now what are they going to do That's with good. this information? And, like, helping them make that 
practical now. I feel like the whole me leading students thing hasn't been weird. My the my only thought so far has been like, what is it going to look like for me? Like, hey, like network meetings. Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> like seventeen sure. year old me shows yep. up and it's like all these youth pastors. I was like, that might be the funniest part of it but <laughs> well your unique gifting set right what you've been given one is that you'll talk to anybody yeah right and two is you're not really pushed back by people who are naysayers when we look at all the things that you analyze when you hire somebody right mm-hmm. you have that unique gifting yeah. so it's fun to see you decide to be obedient yeah. to those giftings right not say oh man I'll, I'll wait until it's my turn no it's not really about waiting for my turn it's being obedient that the Holy Spirit has said now is your time to do this yeah. So let me ask you about the future. So what do you see in Kansas City? What are what are your great hopes for Kansas City over the next three years? Yeah, man, I'm just like excited to see um, these students, like I was talking about earlier with Purpose, just like understand that they are leaders because there's something about Kansas City right now where I see it's just very kind of like stagnant, like um, especially where it's just like, okay, like we're all, especially for the youth, like, yeah, like some of you are Christians and some of you are not. Some of you aren't, and that's okay. And it's just like but we're all okay. We're all just like yeah. comfortable and in this space where I feel like nothing's really happening. Now Kansas City has some awesome ministries that are going on, you know. Yeah. But it's I'm excited to see these students realize like, no, you have a role here. And um and I've already begun to see that, you know, in the past year with first priority being in Kansas City, some of my friends cause um, yeah, being in high school, my friends were the student leaders and just seeing even the challenges that they were facing or um, just like the learning process of it being a first year, you know, it was cool to be able to watch that and like people my age were like in the middle of it and I would go to different clubs and stuff. Well, I went to one high school specifically, I would go to their club every once in a while. And so it was good to like see what that looks like and be a part of that. But I'm really, I'm really excited to like have the opportunity to like see the life change and be a part of the work that is doing that, you know, because when I was working with my share pal, it was very much, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this. Yeah. I'm going to give your pastor the tools that you need yeah. and then hopefully y'all go do it. But now it's like on me a little bit, right? Like, yeah. I feel like you were kind of talking about this yesterday. Like if it's not the student's fault that they don't know the gospel, it's like our fault because we haven't shared it with them yet. That's good. And so being the one even more to like go out there and share it, I'm really excited. That's great. All right. I'm going to throw you one more softball and we'll begin to land this plane. Okay. <laughs> so... I am a 15-year-old student who came back from camp, mm-hmm. and I am excited. I'm, I'm called to my campus, right? I've got that energy that you've, you've walked through with peers before, right? I've got that energy, and I hit the school campus, yeah. and it is tough. Yeah. It, the, it, it's not fair to say, but it's reality, right? The, the hallways are dark. The locker room is dark. The, the things that I am facing, even with my Christian friends who, have, who were as excited as I was, but they got to school and they've gone back to who they were before, right? Transformation didn't stick. Yeah. What would you say to those student leaders that you know they've got to stick to the fight? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that's why I like community is so get them right there, right? <laughs> get them, get them right there for me. That's why community is just so important. I think that, um, like what first party does is pointing you back to the local churches, find those friends, even if they don't go to your school, who are going to stick with it. My closest friends in high school, like I said, I was homeschooled, but there was a group of like 10 of us. We didn't go to the same school, but yeah. we would challenge each other every single week and know that we are going to the place that the Lord has placed us, Good. right? Like you're in your school for a reason and you are able to reach students that I can't ever reach that your friend that goes to the other high school can't reach that's good and so you be able to you will be able to start that community and um sometimes it's hard to be the first one you know that's right like that's 
like the toughest spot, but the Lord has given you what you need. He's equipped you and placed you to be the first one for a reason. So you've you've got the tools, you've got the leaders. It's it's going to be a hard fight, but it's important. So. And it's so worth it. Yes. Well, Jenna, Jenna Dahl, everybody. Jenna Dahl out of Kansas City, one of our new coordinators. Thank you for spending a couple of moments with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right. If you are normal listeners, then thank you for being here with us on a weekly basis. Please like share, continue to comment. If uh, you're a new listener and you've got some things that you want to share with us, steve at fpofamerica.com is the easiest way to get me. Obviously, I get to see the comments on this. We're hoping that Brad doesn't show up for a couple more weeks. (laughs) Poor Brad. Until then, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks, everybody.